listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, a podcast geared towards marketing professionals in higher education. This show will tackle all sorts of questions related to student recruitment, donor relations, marketing trends, new technologies, and so much more. If you're looking for conversations centered around where the industry is going, this podcast is for you. Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Higher Ed Marketer Podcast. I'm Troy Singer, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Bart Kaler. Today, during the podcast, we're going to have a conversation with Adam Metcalf. He's a co-founder of an app called Zimi. And the conversation we're having with him is how to tap into and take advantage of Gen Z's communal conversations. And Bart, I think this is an excellent conversation. What do we have to look forward to today? You know, I really like this conversation. Adam is very articulate and he's got such a pulse on what's going on with Gen Z. Um, you know, just a couple things. Zemi is ranked in the top 25 of all social apps on the downloads of, of both Google and Apple. And so think about that. I mean, you think about Instagram and Facebook and, and LinkedIn and all you start naming off the top apps that we all use. And to know that Zemi is in the top 25 and to also know that Zemi is only used for Generation Z students looking and talking about colleges. And so as higher ed marketers, we often talk about go to the watering holes where your students are. I'm telling you, this is where the watering hole is. And so I think Adam does a great job of just kind of talking about Zemi, what it is and what it's not, what how it has evolved over time and how how even the way that we engage through social with a Generation Z needs to evolve as well. So great episode. It is. And although we usually try to be product or uh, agnostic to any companies, it's just natural as we talk about the benefit of what this app does that we talk about Zemi throughout the conversation. Right. Okay. Very good. Here's our conversation with Adam Metcalf. Today, it's my honor to welcome Adam Metcalf, co-founder and chief evangelist of Zemi to the Higher Ed Marketer podcast. Thank you for joining us, Adam. Yeah. Hey, thank you, Troy. Thank you, Bart. Uh, super excited to be on Higher Ed Marketer. Uh, you guys put out such fantastic content and have some of the best uh, insight and knowledge in the space. So um, it's an honor to be here with you today. Thank you very much. And we really are honored to have you so we can talk about how to tap into and take advantage of Gen Z's communal conversations. Before we get into it, though, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, about Zemi, and maybe we can begin the conversation of how Zemi plays a role in that space. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. So we started Zemi about eight years ago. Uh, and the vision at the time, I was a former high school teacher. The vision at the time was really, how do we help students just bring their story to life in the college application? And so they were adding videos and photos um, and really trying to highlight more about who they were and get outside of you know traditional metrics like summative exams like the SAT. And so as an educator, I was passionate about that. What we discovered is that a lot of students didn't actually want to do that. It was, it was supplemental in the application. It took extra work. And it really didn't provide a great deal of benefit to colleges other than it just allowed them to be a little more holistic in the application process. But what we did discover through that journey of the first four years is that students were really, really interested in connecting with each other on Zemi. And they wanted to know who else is looking at this school, right? Not, not only like who applied and who got admitted, 
but who else is actually considering this school? And so about four years ago, we really dove headlong into creating communities for our college partners where their students could get to know each other at the top of the funnel. And so that's a quick, you know, eight year synopsis uh, in a few sentences there for you. That's really cool, Adam. And I think that it goes back to the whole notion. I, I hear so many people talk about this, that it's it's all about relationships. And I think sometimes in higher ed, we forget that it's not about the relationships. It is about the relationships between students and, and the school, but there's a whole lot more relationships that play into the decision process. And I'm sure that's what you guys Absolutely. are finding. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's 100% correct, Bart. Yep. So tell me a little bit about how, um, you know, when, when you start doing that, I mean, how does that work in the in the traditional funnel? I mean, certainly, you know, you've got these schools and there's this there's this uh, community that's happening that's talking about, you know, XYZ University. And yeah. and how are the schools kind of, you know, being a part of that, you know, and, and what's that do for their brand? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, you know, just speaking to some of the marketers that listen to this podcast, I think traditionally in marketing, right, what we've what we try to achieve is we try to get to the bottom of that marketing funnel and get our advocates as our voice. And that's obviously critical, right, for any brand. What we found in higher ed is that oftentimes colleges, every college is relying on current students as that voice for advocacy. It's an important voice, right? Nobody debates that that's not a good voice. It's a good voice, right? It's an important one to leverage. What we found is that you have a lot of these admissions teams, they've done such amazing work getting advocates at the top of the funnel, right? So you have students that are applying to your school. It's their dream school, right? They can't wait to get there. A lot of those schools, they wait to give that student a megaphone when they're actually a student on campus. And what we discovered at Zemi is don't wait until they're on campus. Give them the megaphone now, right? Mm -hmm. Invite them into this communal experience with other students and allow them as prospective students to start talking about the brand and how excited they are to come. And, oh, I went for this campus visit and it was unbelievable. And man, I went for this preview day and I absolutely loved it. And did you all visit this restaurant? And so you start to leverage this voice and it just gives you a step function on interaction and engagement that's happening among your prospective students, a lot of whom haven't even applied yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're really just tapping into that voice of advocacy with peer to peer connections. So one thing that I did want to correct, you know, I think that, you know, we as a company really want to correct in this space is this idea of peer to peer. So what's happened in higher ed is we've gotten really loose with that terminology, right? So we say peer to peer, right. and we may be referring to a junior in college speaking to a senior in high school, right? And I have a teenage daughter myself. There is no teen in high school that considers themselves a peer with a student in college. It's two different phases of life, right? So when we talk about peer to peer at Zemi, we're talking about a high school senior to a high school senior. That's a voice they're listening to a lot. When we talk about junior to junior in high school, that's peer to peer. So for us, we're just trying to redefine what's peer to peer, redefine, you know, what is that advocacy voice that we can really tap into and then do it in a communal way. And I know that's something we're going to talk about here in a second, but yeah. That's great. And I, and I think that I just want to clarify something, too, because a lot of schools might be listening to this marketers and they're like, oh, yeah, we've been doing this since, you know, 2010 when we have our Facebook groups. And, you know, when they get accepted, you know, they get put into the class of right. 2025 and all that kind of stuff. But this is different. I mean, this is this is people that are talking to each other that some may have applied, some maybe haven't. So, you know, just kind of clarify that for us. Yeah. Yeah. So a good point, Barton. A few things there. So first and foremost, Facebook, right? So the challenge with Facebook is only 3% of Gen Z identifies Facebook as their platform of choice today. 
So a lot of students, they don't even have Facebook until a college asks them to get the admitted student community, to join the admitted student community. Then they create a Facebook account. And then what do they do? We all know this. They immediately bounce, right? Like, yeah. okay, I'm going to Snapchat. I'm going to Instagram. I'm going to Discord, whatever it may be. They immediately bounce because lit- literally grandma and grandpa are on there. Great yep. grandma and great grandpa. Right? So <laughs> there's no longer the privacy aspect to that. There's no exclusivity. There's no, you know, and so all of that is missing from Facebook. And so I think that, you know, where a lot of schools have come over to Zimi is like, you know, they saw this. They saw a precipitous decline in adoption on Facebook, precipitous decline in engagement. So the second piece to that is obviously Facebook is not a good play anymore. But second to that is you don't have to wait till they're admitted. Right? If you're waiting till they're admitted, you've waited too long. Gen Z is so communal. They do everything together. They watch Netflix together. They play multiplayer video games together. They absolutely 100% want to connect at the top of your funnel together, right? They'll start connecting as juniors. They'll start connecting as seniors. And they'll make friends on Zimi and average eight communities where they're chatting and talking with students from all these different schools. A lot of schools they haven't even applied to yet, mm-hmm. right? And so they're getting a taste of the school through the lens of prospective students that are looking at that school. And so if you're missing out on connecting those students, I mean, you're leaving months, if not years on the table of potential potential connection points around your brand. And so it's really super critical, right, for colleges to move it up the funnel and allow those connections to take place much earlier on. That's great. So help me understand, uh, how are these students finding one another? Are they finding one another with the help of the school or are they, you know, are they downloading Zemi on their own? Does the school say, hey, get on Zemi? How does this work? Yeah, great question, Troy. So number one, Zemi, by God's grace, has become a top 100 social app across the country. So we're often ranked as top 100 most downloaded social app in the United States. We recently just hit top 25. We were number 21 most downloaded social app in the world. And so that's on the you know, same scale with Snapchat and other apps of that caliber. And so that's been a great source of organic downloads for Zimi. Number two is going to be students are sharing this with one another, right? So students are telling each other, oh, you got to jump on Zimi. Like you can meet other students that are looking at the same schools. You can find roommates. You can do, you know, live events, all these various things that go on within the app. And number three, the colleges and Zimi are working together to invite their students in, right? So we want their prospective students to know, yes, there's a community, right, for this school, and we want you to jump on that school uh, and connect. And I know, you know, Biola, Bart, you had mentioned before, right? So Biola is going to send out invitations to students and letting them know, hey, we have a community on Zimi, right? And Zimi will also come alongside the college and getting SMS out to the students, invite them into that community so they can meet each other. But the school doesn't have to be affiliated with Zimi for these conversations to go on, correct? Yeah. So one of the things there, Troy, we found is that you have to have an open community, right? So if you have a closed community where it's a school just inviting a student to a specific app or to a specific community that you can only join if you're looking at that school, the problem is the students won't join because they're looking at you know eight or more colleges before they even apply And so you're not going to join like a specific app for that. So on Zimi, it's open. You can follow any school that you want. If the school's partnered, we make it very clear in the app that this is official partner Zimi. If not, we have so many students now. We have over a million students now. We don't want to block those students from being able to connect and chat and engage with one another. Um, And so they can chat and engage around any college that they want. If the school partners, right, then we're turning on that community for them. They're getting their current students in there with video that's dropping into the feed. 
There's all sorts of different chat groups that you can open up and customize. They're running live events in there. You can put all your class schedule, your classes in there, and students can match on their classes. Students get their roommates. Uh, and we're also providing those schools you know, predictive deposit scores as well based on social engagement, right? So that's where a lot of these schools find immense value in Zimi, not just the connections that are taking place, but being able to get a sense of the social aspect that's happening here, right? Not just traditional metrics. Oh, they came from this zip code, so they have a likelihood of depositing based on this metric, but they're actually engaged with other students. They're making these connections, right? And so that's a big piece of what we do as well. That's great. And, and you know, we kind of mentioned earlier, you know, what's unique about Generation Z, and you talked about 3%, kind of use Facebook as their choice, which doesn't surprise me. I think that was really, really good to say. And I think also you talked a little bit about the communal nature of it. And I and I think that we're seeing that in the in the research. And, you know, I've got, I've got four Generation Zs in my home right now. And so <laughs> I, I've seen that myself. And so, yeah. Um, but, but tell me a little bit more about, you know, let's, let's kind of unpack that a little bit, because I think that sometimes as higher ed marketers, we're still kind of relying on the same siloed enrollment practices, whether they're emails yeah. from the CRMs, the texting, the mailers, school visits. Tell us about how this fits into all that, you know, what, what somebody yeah. might say is the traditional, you know, comflow. Yeah. And I love your word of that, that terminology siloed that you use, Bart. So what that is, and I think that this is where that paradigm shift is happening, right? And it's so, so important. Traditionally in higher ed, what have we done, right? Because the technology didn't necessarily exist to connect students before at the top of the funnel. What we've done is we get great conflows going out of the CRM, right? We have posts going on social media. You know, a lot of schools got into text messaging over the last three to four years. Lots of various things that we're doing. We might be sending, you know, a mailer to the house, right? Just various touch points that we're doing in the marketing um, to get in front of students. All really good things, right? I mean, I don't think anybody's coming and saying, oh, don't do any of that. Right. There's obviously a lot of value that we can driven from that. The challenge with Gen Z is they're so communal, right? So if your approach to Gen Z is the same as it was to millennials, it's the same as it was, you know, to previous generations, you're going to have a problem because what happened is Gen Z began to experience everything together. Right. So like I said before, if you're watching Netflix, you're oftentimes watching it together. You're not even in the same house. Right. You're, you're literally binge watching shows with your friends together. You're playing multiplayer video games together. You're doing all of these things virtually together. But in admissions, we've kept it the same. Right. It's been actually we're just going to do this between the school and the student. The student has no idea who else is in this funnel at the top of the funnel as a prospect. Right. Or even as an applicant, they don't know. Unless they have a friend, like they literally don't know who else is in this experience. They understand, yeah, when I get this email from a school, right, other students are getting this email, but you haven't connected the pieces for them to where you actually drop them into a community where they experience together. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? So not only does Gen Z expect that, right, and you're not delivering that if you don't have a community at the top of the funnel, but two, you're actually driving up the amount of engagement interaction that you get. So say Kara is interested in Elon University, right? When she was interested in Elon before, what Elon used to do before Zimi is they were sending her, you know, an email from the CRM. They were sending her a text message. Kara was experiencing that in a siloed fashion. What Elon then did is they created a community where they invited in Kara, they invited in everybody else. And now they post something in Zimi and say, hey, everybody, just wanted to let you know we have a preview day coming up. That generates all this conversation that previously was not generated in your siloed comm amongst all the prospective students. Oh, you guys have to check out this uh, preview video. This is going to be incredible. More so than that, now Kara gets up at 7 a.m. and she says, hey, how's everybody's day going? 
right? We see that in Zimi all the time. You've created an organic space for students to connect and engage that you're literally not doing anything. You, you don't have to do it. You don't have to come up with what's the next event we have to hold? How do I, what's the next comm we have to send to them? They are literally driving conversation organically 24 seven, right? So I mean, mm. some of these students are literally chatting at 3 a.m. and you're like, what are you doing up? And they're just talking <laughs> today. They're, they're sitting in their classrooms and they're texting each other on see me, right? And they're like in the class and it's happening all day long. And all of our college partners, we have 140 college partners today in universities. They'll tell you this, they see this in the app and they're like, like, oh my goodness, I cannot believe, you know, over last week we had 20,000 messages sent, you know, in a seven day period among students before Zimi, you just couldn't create that, right? There's no way to create that. You had to wait until students were admitted, connect them on Facebook. But again, the challenge there is that, that adoption has fallen off significantly on Facebook. You're not getting at the top of the funnel. And so that's the difference between siloed enrollment practice and what we now call uh, communal or collective enrollment. Okay. Well, let me just clarify this because I mean, as you're talking through this, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, this sounds really fascinating. I wanted to point out because I think this, this is, this is happening. Every school, your network contains all the schools in I'm guessing North America. It's, it's just in there. And so students can join those networks to talk about that. Yes, but you've correct. got 140 colleges that you're partnering with. So yeah. if I'm a higher ed marketer, let's say I'm a vice president of enrollment, I'm listening to this show and I'm like, yeah. okay, so you're telling me that I have maybe five, 10, 30, a hundred students on there talking about my school, but I'm not yeah. there and I don't know what they're saying and I don't know what, what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great question. Um, and yes, that's correct. So we have 1200 active college communities. So wow. we have 140 college partners. We have 1200 active college communities. That means there's students that are following and chatting with one another, making friends at over 1,200 schools today on Zimi. And so, you know, interestingly enough, right, like when Instagram came popular or Snap became popular, colleges rushed there. <laughs> what a lot of schools mm -hmm. will find is they actually have more students on Zimi following them than they do on Instagram, right, that they do on Snapchat. Why is that? Well, one, it's very organic. It's become very popular. But why is it valuable to them is the only reason you're on Zimi is to connect with other students that are interested in that school. You, know, wow. you don't go to Snapchat because, oh, I really want to meet students that are applying at this particular college. I mean, there's no way to even know that, right? You don't do that mm -hmm. on Instagram. I don't go to Instagram. They have those accounts for different purposes. Oftentimes, that's because of existing network, right? Zimi is about future friend network. I'm going to Zimi to discover who my friends are going to be, right? 89% of students today, Gen Z, expects to have made good friends before they even get to campus, <laughs> they expect to have made good friends before they even get to campus, right? I mean, when we go into school, guys, it's like, look, I'll make my friends when I show up and I get in the dorm and I figure out who my roommate is, right? Like, right. Wow, 89% expect to make good friends before they get to campus. So as a marketer, as a VP of enrollment, you have to be in the business of helping these students make friends. That's really wow. important. Yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And I, I'm, you know, I've, I've played around a little with the app a little bit and I even see that some of the, you know, the, the personalization that's so important to, to Gen Z. So everybody has the profile, they can upload their profile yeah. photo. There's, there's all kinds of things involved with that. So I, I really like what I'm hearing on that. So I, I think that's, that's pretty, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Thanks Bart. And, and that's a piece that's been so popular at Zimi, to be honest with you, is the, the profile is so robust right? Students are able to add in their fun facts. They're able to add in all their interests and passions. And that's one of the things that's so valuable about Zimi. I'm not coming on to Zimi to watch a feed of somebody's Instagram feed. You know, they got to the beach and, and they want to show off. 
you know, that Instagram highlight reel. I'm going right. to Zimi because I'm literally just trying to make friends. I'm, I'm entering in, Hey, I'm into backpacking. I'm into camping. I'm into whatever it may be model United nations. And I'm matching with those students based on those interests and those passions and making real friendships. Very cool. To help identify why students are organically attracted to Zimi, could you kind of explain to people how Zimi is different than some of the other social media platforms? And then also, if you could describe the concentration on mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for that question, Troy. Um, So first and foremost, 64% of Gen Z has had to take a break from social media because of mental health. 67% of all college students have reported feeling very lonely over the last 12 months alone, right? So we have a pandemic of mental health in the United States, one that you'll find Gen Z very, uh, you know, anxiety, isolation, depression. We all know this, right? We've seen rising rates of this. Obviously, the COVID pandemic has, you know, exacerbated that. But it existed before that, and it's existing after it, right? So, or, or during it as well. And so, I think that it's absolutely critical that we come up with new paradigms in social to help students have healthy mental habits, right? So, the focus on Zimi is less about what we call performance culture, right? So, Instagram, Snapchat, you know, TikTok, like on TikTok, if you're funny and you're hilarious, you're going to be popular. Right. Oftentimes on Instagram, if you can show this amazing life, right, and you're fit and you look good, like you're going to be popular. Right. And so there's this performance culture that we have and it has a psychological impact on our youth and on ourselves. Right. It has a a psychological impact on everybody. So one of our focuses at Zimi is really how do we combat isolation, depression, anxiety? We, we, we understand we're not the solve all for, you know, anxiety, depression and, you know, stress <laughs> among students. But what part can we play in helping to alleviate that? And so for us, it's not about the highlight reel, right? It's not, hey, add in all those photos and get your followers. It's about, look, come into the app. All we want you to do is make friends. We want you to make friends. We want those to turn into IRL. We want that to be in real life relationships as you transition to campus and you actually meet for the first time in person. Um, and so what does that look like? So when I come into Zimi, right, it's not about, oh, you know, here are my photos and everybody, you know, look at me and I hope you follow me. It's I'm entering in my interests and my passions. And then Zimi is letting you know, hey, we found a new friend for you today, right? They're also looking at the same school, right? So you're getting that push notification on your phone. And so you're able to match with that student and you're able to discover those friendships. And so that's just been really important. You'll see this happen on Zimi all the time. It happens in the group chats. Right. Mm -hmm. Where students are just saying, oh, my goodness, I did not know that everybody is so cool that is applying to the school. I've made more friends here on Zimi, you know, than I have in the last 17 years of my life. I mean, you'll see comments like this. Right. (laughs) Uh, And it's again, it's just it's so organic and it's just so driven by, look, let's match people based on the fact that they're human beings and they share similar passions and interests. That's really, really cool. And I, I love the fact that you're sensitive to that mental health issue. And I love the fact that it's not a performance based type of thing. Um, you know, yeah. I, I see so many students getting stuck in that with, with, uh, Instagram and, and other social networks where it's, it's all more about, you know, how do I, how do I pose? How do I do that? But I, I to me, you know, your whole IRL, the in real life type of thing, it seems like this is a much more of a texting type of uh, place that they, that they're used to doing with other friends, but this is a chance for them to make new friends. So that's, that's really cool. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Bart. That's correct. 
As we wind up the show, we always ask this question of our guest, Adam. If you could give us a takeaway or an idea that a marketer that's listening to this episode could implement right away or maybe even provoke thought of how they could benefit from it in the near future. Yeah, that's a great question, Troy. So June 29, 2007, it was a date that forever changed our society, right? That was the first day that the iPhone was released. That day on, everything has changed. If our practices in marketing, if our practices and emissions have not been revolutionized since 2007, then we have significant problems, right? And we're going to encounter more and more problems. So first and foremost, you have to, have to, have to hit students in their phone, right? Every student has a phone today. They're literally spending hours upon hours on their phone. And marketers clearly know this, right? This is right. not new. But you need to be able to capture that in such a way that allows those students to connect, right? So I think that, and that technology needs to be built native mobile. And I think that's one of the things that I see in this space a lot is, you know, there's things that happen where a company creates a website and they do what's called an app wrapper, right? And an app wrapper is actually just taking the site itself, wrapping it to an app. It means you don't actually have iOS engineers, you don't have Android engineers. So you're not really creating a native mobile experience that students 100% expect, and they will know the difference, right? They will absolutely know the difference and they will roast you, right? So you have to be really careful, you know, Gen Z, you have to bring high quality and you have to partner with teams, I think, that are just delivering the best to Gen Z. The second piece to that, that I think is the paradigm shift here is collective enrollment. Right. So really getting your mind around this communal collective paradigm. And are we presently in a siloed conflow? Right. Are my prospective students connected within one another? If they're not connected with one another, you have to change that. You really have to change that. Gen Z absolutely desires that. They're demanding that. And you need to create a paradigm in which they can connect at the top of the funnel. And so I would encourage any marketer, any VP of missions, anyone that's working in emissions at all or at a college and marketing how do we create that experience that's collective, right? And how do we move into that direction? So that would be, you know, my uh, advice there um, from the marketing side. Powerful advice. Thank you very much for that, Adam. Yeah. For those who would like to contact you for more information about the subject today, what would be the best way for them to reach you? Yeah, just email me at adam at zimi.com. Feel free to go to zimi.com. That's our student facing site. So you can see what we hold out there to students um, on the app store. Right. We have 7000 plus five star ratings now by students. And so the app is super highly rated. You can check it out on the App Store or go to colleges.zimi.com, um, which is specifically for colleges. And you can learn what that partnership looks like. So we'd love to chat with anybody that's interested. Thank you, Adam. It's been a wonderful conversation today. Yeah. Thank you so much, Troy. Thank you, Bart. Um, just love all the work that you two do and, you know, humbled and honored um, to be considered uh, for the podcast. So thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. Thanks for that, Adam. Uh, Bart, do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, just point out a couple things. I mean, I think that this is, uh, you know, a lot of times we talk about, I've had people ask me, you know, how do you know where the ball is going to bounce? You know, we talked with John Drez from Loyola uh, a few few episodes ago about, you know, planning for the next big thing and what, what those things are. I think what people need to understand is that there's a ball bouncing over there 
and Adam just told you where the ball is bouncing. And so, you know, I, uh, while we were on the, on the conversation here, I, I downloaded Zemi and I was looking at some of the other schools that I'm working with right now. And that I know are, you know, challenged right now. And in some of the, in the way that they are, you know, doing enrollment right now. And I, I looked them up and I'm like, I know that they're not a Zemi client because I work with yeah. them, but I, yeah. but I noticed I'm like, okay, we've got a couple hundred students in here that are talking about the school. And I'm like, I don't think they know that. And so, um, I, that's where I think that a lot of you are listening to this. You might do the same thing. You might just download the app just to kind of, you know, pull yeah, up your, follow, follow your college and, yeah. and see how many people are talking about it. And you're like, wow. I need to be a part of this. And so um, I think that that's something, uh, you know, we, we try to real carefully not to, you know, promote different businesses and things like that. This is pretty much a yeah. agnostic type of podcast. But I do think that there's a lot of really important things going on here, that there's there's a community. If Zemi is in the top 25 of all social apps being downloaded by Generation Z, your perspective, traditional undergrad students, you need to know that I I'll constantly talk to student talk to schools about be at the watering holes where your students are. Yes. Well, there's that's a good. huge watering hole right here and you need to yeah. kind of figure out if this is where you need to be. So that's, yeah. that's uh, I can get excited about that, but that's, that's some thoughts, Troy. Yeah. So good, Bart. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, Bart. Thank you very much. That brings us to the end of our episode. The Higher Ed Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Kaler Solutions, an education marketing and branding agency, and by Think Patented, a marketing execution company specializing in personalization and customization of student search and outreach programs. On behalf of my co-host, Bart Kaler, I'm Troy Singer. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to The Higher Ed Marketer, to ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you're listening with Apple Podcasts, we'd love for you to leave a quick rating of the show. Simply tap the number of stars you think the podcast deserves. Until next time.